Welcome back to the number one podcast on the world. This is Commando Performance Podcast. This is a big one. You've all been asking for this, and we are providing you with the goods. Before we get started, make sure you subscribe to our podcast. We're also available on Google Podcasts and Spotify. And also don't forget to check out our sponsors at Commando Dagger Coffee. So we have a guest today, and our guest um, is a recruit. He's been through the ROP and also phase one of recruit training before getting injured. So we're basically going to touch on ROP and phase one of recruit training and also ask questions that you've put forward to us. So if you follow us on Instagram, we put a Q&A on our story asking you guys about questions for ROP. And then this is the reason why uh, we're going to get your questions answered live on this podcast. Hey, how's it going? Hey, man. All good, thank you. Yourself? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Happy days. You're uh, all good. So, yeah, how's things with you? Yeah, not bad. Um, yeah, busy busy, uh, busy morning, I guess, we work. Um, but, yeah, fun enough time to get this done. So, yeah, well, thanks for letting me, letting me talk about the ROP. No worries, mate. My pleasure. Um, so, yeah, before we get straight into that, um, so, yeah, you've done... Rop and phase one, and then you got injured. Yeah, it was a couple of weeks before end of phase one. Um, okay. I was uh, got an ankle injury on a speed march, and yeah, it was looking like it was going to be a three month job, a three month job in hunters. Um, so yeah, I decided to at the same time my my grand my grand um, granddad died, uh, so yeah, it was kind of a bad time. So yeah, I decided to leave. Um, and now trying to rejoin for the reserves. Okay, happy days. So yeah, hopefully we're going to get a reservist on soon and hopefully chat about his time um, in the reserves, really, because that's like unknown ground, pretty much. Like, not there's not much information online about that. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, do, I do have a little um, thing that I've been sent across about what happens in the 15 months and the process. So I can always forward that on to yourself um, if that helps as well. Yeah, that'd be cool if you could. Yeah, that'd be pretty sweet. Uh, so, when did how long did the uh, process for you take joining up? About a year or oh. less? Um, less. So for me, I how did it work? Um, yeah, I'll say it's about six months. I'm, I was quite lucky that my medical uh, went straight through. Um, so yeah, the process was pretty quick for me. Um, whereas I know some lads get TMU'd and they have to wait months but yeah it was pretty quick so yeah four to six months oh happy day that's pretty quick then yeah um, did you do the uh, CPC or was that not around when you went in no just the PJFT plus and yeah then straight into straight into the ROP oh yeah how did you find the uh, the pre general fitness test yeah it's just one of those that um, if you don't practice it it can catch you out but you should, uh, you should be fine. Um, yeah, you should already have 
But if, you, if you're looking to go into, say, for example, the PRM show, the CPC, if you're fit enough for that, then you should be fit enough, fit enough for the yeah, PJFT+. Plus. Yeah. How long did it take for you to um, get to recruit training after you passed the uh, pre-general fitness test? Oh, six weeks, perhaps. I think I had my PJFT+. Plus. You had a final interview or just an entry interview, a search with your AFCO. And then, yeah, they, they looked at the next available date. And yeah, that was for me uh, sometime in July, I think it was, August, July. Okay, sweet. How did you train uh, different leading up to recruit training, like after the pre-general fitness test? Did, did you train um, people or? Did I change what, sorry? Did I change anything? Did you train change, yeah. Um, I think for me, it was my, I, I, I was very specific to the PJFT Plus because I wanted to pass that. So my, a lot of my training in the weeks up to that was very specific. It's actually practicing the routine. And then after that, it, it kind of lent its way into just general circuits and general, like, so other movements such as lunges, jumping lunges, um, other different types of press-ups, um, hanging leg raises, toes to bar. So yeah, it's incorporating a lot more um, of the movements yeah. that we're using in training. Happy days. Um, yeah, and then you went into um, Rock then. So how was how was rocking up to CTC like on the train? Um, yeah, it's it a bit of a hassle actually. I was about five hours, so yeah, you know it's always always tense. But by the time you get to, I think it might be Exeter, the last train before you get to Limston. Yeah. yeah, I saw a couple of the lads who was in the Rock troop, um, and that was good. So I think that could be the worst train if you're there by yourself, putting up at the platform by yourself, and that'd be quite, quite daunting. But yeah, when you have other lads there, equally as excited slash nervous, it's uh, yeah, it's 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 an interesting. It's one like I say when when you when you before before you go in, people always say you remember that train journey, and it's you, you definitely do. Yeah, definitely. Um, Just yeah. mixed emotions, isn't it? Just all over the place. Yeah, exactly that. And it's such a, because for me, it's, like, it's such a long journey. I mean, some of the lads come down from Scotland and you're like, I do not envy those guys at all. Um, oh, yeah, I know. Yes, madness. Um, was the train team on the platform waiting for you? No, you so we, uh, no, so I, our drilling drill um, drill instructor, he came down about, he left us out for about 15 minutes. Oh, okay. And we didn't know what to do to ourselves. We didn't have to. We didn't know if we had to go and knock on the gate to the security, or so we just lingered in the end. Yeah, that's what I thought. We felt like if you if you didn't do anything, you couldn't do anything wrong. In fact, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, what was yeah, the, we, what was the first couple of days like? Um, we were one of the first. I think we were the first lads there. Actually, there was uh, six of us on the platform, and then straight away. Um, Again, the first tip, the first tip I'd give is get something that's easy to carry uh, your bag, um, because I had a like a a, a big a, a huge bag that just had one strap, so it was just over one shoulder. Yeah, and that was that was really hard to carry, and that our our corporal was not forgiving at all. Like he marches off, and if you don't keep up, you know you're getting beasted straight away. Um, but yeah, we was one of the first lads there. The first day is just settling in. You get all your kits. Um, and yeah, the day after we did our fitness tests, once all the lads have, all the lads had arrived, we did our fitness test, the usual PRMC or the um, RM, RMFA fitness tests. They were all okay. Um, 
but yeah, he's just he's just getting getting used to the camp to begin with. It seems like a really big place until you get there, get to know your way around. Oh yeah, definitely. How many was on your course, by the way? Oh, seventy-five, I think. Big course. Okay, yeah. Yeah, some of the lads. I think we lost seven in the first day because they didn't make the weight. Oh really? Some lads, yeah, some lads came in way too light. There was a couple of kilos too light. So, oh wow. Yeah. Did you have many lads drop out the first week? Like, um, like didn't want to be there. Yeah, we had. I'd say yeah, we started with seventy-five. By the end of week one, we was probably down to fifty-five. There was a lot of lads who, yeah, just after a day or two. I remember seeing some lads. There was one lad on my train actually. I saw him on the train, and then never saw him again. And I was like, "What's happened to him?" And he, yeah, he, he just he got there and decided he didn't want to be there and just went straight away. Um, but yeah, I'd say we went down to fifty-five after week one. Um, That's not bad, we, is it? Nah, it's uh, yeah. There were, some of them, I'd say five to ten of them were shin splints as well. Some lads got shin shin splints really quick, or some other injuries really quick. Um, so yeah, time on feet. I definitely recommend people getting some time on the feet rather than just training and lying in the bed because um, you you are going to be standing up a lot. Oh yeah, definitely. But it could be like overtraining as well. Enter some lads. They could be like smashing the train the week before, going yeah. down there, and then. It's just re- uh, resulting injury then. Yeah, for sure. Um, and that's, I think that's one of the benefits of this rock at the minute. I think it's it's spreading that first two weeks, which is so intense usually, over four yeah. weeks. And it's kind of letting lads, having that, letting the lads who have come in way too fit or they've really ramped up their training just weeks before. I think it's let them just go in and actually recover almost. Yeah, that, 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 is the whole, that was the whole plan of it, was to hopefully reduce injuries. Nice, yeah. Um, I, I don't know if it's worked. It'd be interesting um, when they release. Let's see if anything changes. See if it's actually worked. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, how many dropped out in yours for the in the first two weeks? Can you remember? Bloody hell! Um, <laughs> I wouldn't say that many, to be fair. Probably like a handful. Oh, okay. Like not that, not that. Like mostly back then, it was. Uh, like, if people did leave, they would leave, like, the first day or two days. Yeah. Like, just yeah, that, I feel like if you, could, just yeah, if you got a week in, you're pretty good. Yeah. You're going to stay. Yeah, it's, it's mad how, like, lads can, like, go through all that work leading up to it, get there, and then just leave. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A, a lot of the lads for ours was uh, girlfriends. So the first of a couple of days, I'm like missing their girlfriend because I haven't spoken to them in two days and they leave. And it's mate, it's crazy, yeah, isn't it? Craziness. It's mad. So um yeah, so first couple of days is just getting used to it. Then- yeah, so yeah, like I said, we did the fitness tests, um the uh normal RMFA fitness tests. They weren't passing the file, they were just kind of get I think that's just for the training team to see where the trooper at yeah. is wise. Um Trying to think what else we did. I think um, we did the swim test yeah. as well on the Wednesday. That's a pass, that's a pass or fail, isn't it? Uh, that was pass, and, pass or fail, yeah. Uh, nobody failed in ours. Um, I, think they, I think you do get given a, like a second chance, but as long as you can swim, essentially, you're, you're okay. Uh, that's, yeah. For us, it was... We had to do four lengths front crawl, four lengths breaststroke. We had to jump off... Um, and tread water for a couple of minutes. I think that was all it was. 
Yeah, that's what normally is. Yeah, jump off the board, swim a couple of lamps, and tread water. Yeah. Yeah. That was exactly it. Um, do, how much running or fizz do you do on the rock? Oh, yeah. So for hours. Um, running, I'd say, was every, every other day. Um, yeah. In terms of actual actual training, running-wise, obviously, so you're running around camp, you're running back into your dorms. But in terms of actual running, we did it pretty much every other day. So I don't know if it's still the case now, but we were one of the first troops, I think, to have heart rate monitors for that first four weeks. Okay. Um, so everything was everything was meant to be very controlled. So the first week we was only allowed to stay. Um, I think it had to be like what below 155 beats per minute when we were running, and it was yeah. like literally a mile. The week after was two miles and three miles. Um, but that doesn't mean the the training team the training team didn't like it. Essentially, that was like way too conservative. So they just told us to take off the heart rate monitors, even though they weren't supposed to. And then they gave us a beasting. So, yeah, a lot of the running was just sprints. Obviously, you've been up top field on the Astro Turf. Yeah. Um, so, it'd be doggies between, like, the goal line and the halfway. It'd be, like, for example, two minutes maximum sprints, one minute rest, and do that until until you drop, basically. Um, yeah, the running was pretty minimal, I'd say. Yeah, it always is. Cause like, like you said, lads just rock up with, like, overtraining. So, it's that downtime and just trying to rebuild lads so like yeah increasing the mile every week is pretty much like spot on I'd say yeah I'd, I'd actually say myself and a lot of the other lads probably went in like you say a bit too fit and I actually felt like I got less fit weirdly in the, in the, in the first four weeks yeah you will yeah yeah but then after that once you start doing camp circuits and mainstream you soon you soon ramp it back up yeah definitely yeah and that's the thing you just like you're trying to get across to like young lads now, um, like with my page on Instagram and that is is that it's like, don't just smash yourself and get injured. Like it will slowly ramp up. Yeah, for like sure. Training is planned, like really smartly planned for that. Like they will build yes. you up slowly. Yeah. Um, yeah, lads just smash themselves. They love it. Uh, what kind of training do you do in like in ROP? Like, do you do weapon handling, um, map reading and stuff? Yeah, we did. We did all that. Uh, actually, no map reading we didn't do until um, we got into mainstream. But yeah, weapon training. I think that started in week two. I think yeah, it's pretty pretty early on. Um, the first thing you get is a, a little booklet that explains what the weapon does, how to take it apart, all the different parts to it, what the capabilities of it, and then yeah, you're down, you're down in the little huts. I'm not sure what it's called. Um, yeah, the stances. Yeah, you're down in there, um, dismantling the weapon, putting it back together. And there was a weapons handling test, actually, in week three. That, yeah, that was passed off. Yeah. So, yeah, pretty straight in. Um, was, it, was it the same for you, or did you not touch your no, uh, rifle back, at all? Back then, you didn't touch a rifle at all. Like, first two weeks was just foundations, so just admin. <laughs> Just learning yeah. to uh, wash, shave, iron, stuff like that for like two weeks. <laughs> oh. And then it's probably the same, like probably like week four or five, maybe we started touching the weapon system. Okay. But like, wow. you know, it was like the first couple of weeks was just ad- admin, just personal ad- admin, really. 
And I think it also helps as well with the admin side. I think you had it a lot harder, the, a lot harder than what we we had it. And um, the corporal said that. So the beds and things now, yeah, they don't. You used to have tits and arse, was it? Tits and arse. Yeah. Um, yeah, we. I don't think the beds have to be ironed or anything like that now. Yeah, and we, the trousers don't need a crease down the front. Um, so yeah, there's quite there's quite a few things that help with the admin side. Yeah, I've noticed that. We used to be up until like one, two o'clock in the morning ironing. Ironing all our rigs for the next day, uh, polishing our boots, and then we'd have to wake up like four o'clock and iron our bed in before the DL came in and checked it. So yeah, it was yeah. fun. Didn't sleep for probably ten weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I said that's in the rough actually. So the sleep's pretty generous um, as long as you're. I'd say yeah, going being able to iron. Definitely going because it'll, it'll save you so many hours sleep in that first couple of weeks. Um, yeah, definitely be able to iron and just practice as well washing your kit by your when washing some trousers or something at home um, using your hands. It'd be so so much easier for you and you'll save yourself so much time when it comes to admin. You get in bed by a reasonable time and yeah, I'm gonna say you're always up at half four, five o'clock anyway. But if yeah. you can get to bed by 10, 11, because free training that's going to get later and later, so you might as well help yourself out at the start. Yeah, definitely. Um, when do you go into the uh, the accommodation blocks? Which is it at the end of ROP or? Yeah, so we was um, we was one of the troops that actually went straight into the one of the accommodation blocks. Um, okay. I don't I don't know how, how much capacity the um, the foundation blocks have. Is it for one troop or is it two troops? Uh, it's moved now, so I think. Rop is now in the old hunter block, I think. Ah, I see. Um, when, when I was there, it was, um, yeah, we went into, straight into one of the accommodation blocks and the Rop before us were in the foundation block. Okay, um, yeah. yeah. I think the old foundation block had like 60 beds in, so. Oh, no, we just had one of the, one of the blocks of, uh, yeah, one of the accommodation blocks, we had the whole block. Whereas uh, when we moved into mainstream, we had half the block. Yeah, you have two, um, like two floors each to a troop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, sweet. So yeah, we got some questions from Instagram. Cool. Um, so we'll look at getting some of them answered. So yeah, do you get any days off in the foot in the in ROP? Um, yeah. So you tend to get weekends off. Well, after Saturday morning. Um, we did drill for a couple yeah. of hours and we did some drill. But then from Saturday afternoon, um, unless the PT puts on an extra fizz session, so I was lived um, either on camp or in Exeter, I can't remember what he said. So he was pretty, he said, anybody who wants extra PT sessions on a Saturday, um, he put them on for us. But yeah, from Saturday afternoon to Sunday around 7 p.m., um, we actually got to go off camp a couple of times down, down to Exeter. Um, but that depends obviously on COVID at the minute. Yeah. Um, and a lot of that you spend doing admin or just you're practicing how to yeah, looking at the different leaflets that you get or the, the, the different lectures that you get going over those but yeah, a lot of time you can just go to the pub on camp um, and do your own thing yeah well, yeah and, and um, as you went into like phase one and that did the weekend like the time extend on the weekends yeah, so we tended to be from Friday then. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so we used to get the whole of Saturday and the whole of Sunday. Yeah, it was the same um, pretty much. Uh, how much running? We've covered that. Uh, if you fail ROP, uh, what happens and can you retry? Nice. Um, yeah, so if you, there's a, I think it's at the end of week two, there is a inspection of your dorm, your bed, etc. If you fail that, nobody failed it now. It's like you, should, you shouldn't fail. Um, you've got to be pretty, pretty poor admin-wise to fail that. But then, yeah, you basically go back to the, you, you rejoin the new ROP troop that are coming in on the following Monday. Um, and then if you fail any of the which I'll talk about in a bit any of the tests at the end of the four weeks or also you can fail if the corporals and sergeants says if they don't think you're up to going into mainstream training just yet so if like you say if your attitude's been poor your admin's pretty poor um, they can push you back two weeks it tends to be always just two weeks so you rejoin in the previous rock yeah or the next rock even yeah, that's pretty much the same thing all the way through training. There's always like a trip yeah. two, two weeks behind. Yeah. Yeah, if you do fail a test, you normally get two weeks in hunt and then back into a troop then, hopefully. Yeah. I think there's quite a, I'd say when we went into that final couple of tests, I'd say eight people got pushed back and that was all through merit. So, that was, yeah, that was everybody passed the fitness test at the end. But that the corporal said to like these eight lads, you're not ready to go into mainstream training just yet. Go back two weeks. That's fair enough, yeah. Um, so yeah, that goes on to the, the tests. What's the pass, Max? Uh, I think it's either 10 or 11 for the beep test. I can't quite remember. It was somewhere yeah. between those two. Um, five pull-ups, 40 push-ups and 60 sit-ups, I think. But the test literally ended um, on those on those marks yeah so, yeah on those marks um, at the end so I'm not sure if the if the training team decided those or whether it's a standard across but yeah that those were ours no I um, think that is the new standard across now nice um, they've been doing that a while now yeah yeah and, I think oh, you should on, be yeah. fine on those yeah and other than the swim is there any other fitness pass or fail tests um, yeah, there was for us. There was a rod climb. Um, okay. I think that was an, an unofficial pass or fail. Um, yeah. But our 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 training team, our PT team, they really wanted everybody able to put, to be able to rod climb by the end of week three before we went on exercise. Um, so yeah, for us, that was almost a pass and fail. Otherwise, you're getting back trooped. Yeah. Uh, when did you start learning rope climbs? Which week? Start the second. Um, so yeah, it was pretty. That that was pretty steep. That learning curve. That was kind of yeah. by the end of the week, you got to be able to rope climb. But our training team, like I said, we had a we had a, a corporal who was who was pretty bang on. If you wanted extra sessions, he'd, he'd come in um, and he'd help. So yeah, that that'll help you if you want to help yourself, basically. Yeah. How did you find the rope climbs? Oh, I was quite poor at them actually. I was probably one of the worst in the troop. They were. They were, they were quite tough to begin with. It's all it's all technique. And it's once all you get the technique, you're fine. Yeah, yeah. You you don't need to be able to do a hundred pull ups or whatever. You know, it's it's not. I'd say the majority of the technique rather than strength. Yeah, definitely. So I was taking a good 10, 11 shifts to get up, where some of the lads was doing it in six. And yeah. when you do it two or three in, in on the trot, that makes a big difference. Oh yeah, definitely. When it comes to gym pass out. Oh yeah. <laughs> 
Um, does your training team stay with you throughout rock to basic, or does, does it change? Yeah, ours changed, and I think there's I think there's two training teams or two or three training teams that take on the rock. Um, and there's certain there's you got your warrant officer and um, the whole whole team there looking after just the rock as well. So yeah, they pass you on to a different training team. Okay, I see. Yeah. Um, and then the next one is essential kit to take that isn't on the list. Oh. Um. Maybe a bit of tape or some blister plasters, because um, I don't know if that's on the on the uh, list or not. But I definitely recommend some of those because my I've got quite wide feet. So if lads have got quite wide feet, you will get blisters from your boots. Um, for sure and breaking in your boots as well yeah you're, you're going to spend a lot of time in them so maybe a couple of blister plasters other than that I'd say a lot of the, a lot of the kits we were given um, so all the boot polish um, brushes etc we were given all that during the rock I don't know if you were as well no so, we, had, we had to bring all that ourselves yeah all the lads was told to so we all brought it but then we got, we got given like a goodie bag with it all in oh um, fair enough but I'd say yeah, everything that was everything that was on that list, um, I'd say it covers pretty much everything other than yeah, just blister plasters. Um, yeah. Happy days. And then um if you get injured in ROP, are you sent home or to Hunter? I think it depends which week you are. If you're in the first two weeks, it depends how injured you are. Um so I think if you're going to be in Hunter for a couple of months, I think they just send you home and basically say, come back, we'll re-rop you another time. Um, but I think it, I think they try and hunt you when you get into mainstream training. But if you're yeah, if you during the rock, if it's going to be a one or two week thing, they'll keep you there. But if it's going to be a long-term thing, like two, three months, they'll send you home. Yeah. Um, um, how do most people fail rock? Or what's the most... Um, fail. Yeah, so for us, it was just that the merit part, so they weren't quite up to it. Um, either the exercise, the exercise is actually one of the biggest biggest determinants, I think, whether you pass or far up. So if you have a really poor exercise and you're on the flank for the three days, then on the on the flank for the lads that don't know, if you get things messed up, you basically get beasted. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, so the, I, think that, I think that's probably the biggest determinant because this set, like six or seven lads, as I mentioned earlier, those ones who quite poor on that exercise so it'd be the kit musters or they wouldn't wake up for the um their night shifts and things like that they they yeah they basically got back troops at the end of the week even though they passed all the fitness tests at the end of the week they they yeah they failed on other things yeah so i say the fitness like i say shouldn't be an issue if you go in pretty like at a decent standard you know it's, it's all going to be progressive you should be fine but i'd say yeah Hold up on the, the skills such as ironing, cleaning your kit. I think they're more important. And attitude as well. I think that's more important. Yeah, and that pretty much led us to our next question. The next question is uh, skills to learn before ROP to get on top of things. So obviously, like you said, like ironing, washing. Um, is there any other skills that you recommend lads do before going? Uh, yeah, ironing, washing, all that, all that good stuff. And the other thing that lads, fitness, this is fitness-wise, the other thing that lads struggled with was either breaststroke, definitely scrub on your breaststroke, that's all you do. Um, toes to bar, 
that's another thing a lot of lads struggle with. So if you can practice those before and toast the bar, um, that that'd be a huge, huge benefit. Um, trying to think of anything else. Oh, swimming. Uh, so there's, there's a couple of times in the in the swims that you do the swim sessions where you're treading water, where you'd be treading water with your arms out the um, arms out the water, so yeah. the arms are in the air. So definitely practice that as well. Because you're not allowed to touch the sides. <laughs> oh no. So if you can't do that, you're 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 drowning. <laughs> yeah. You just got Kikada. Yeah, Kikada. Exactly. Um, and then the last one is what's the part of ROP that most recruits struggle with, mentally or physically? Mentally, I would say I think a lot of lads missed home because we weren't allowed our phones until the second week, I think it was. And then we had them every other day for about an hour. And a lot of, like I said, a lot of lads just dropped down that first week because they were missing family, missing their girlfriends. Um, the exercise is pretty... Actually, I think the other thing the lads um, copped out with, we had quite a few people drop out on the exercise because they're wet and dry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I was like... Some of the lads, you could tell they were faking injuries just because, you know, their time's coming up in the morning and all of a sudden they've got to get the wet kit back on and, oh, oh I've, got a knee, I've got a knee injury. It's... Um, it's miserable. I hate wet and dry. is horrible. It never gets easier. <laughs> yeah, it, it's the worst thing going. It really is. Um, but yeah, I'd say that. Those two things. I'd say be prepared to not talk to your family in a quite, for the first week. And just just remember why yeah just remember why you're down there. That's all. Just like for the, for the sake of a week, you know what I mean. By the time you get to mainstream training, you get you get your phone all, your, all, all the time. Obviously, not when you're doing things, but during your downtime, you get your phone all the time. So just suck it up for those four weeks, and you can talk to your missus afterwards. Yeah, especially like in the evenings and I yeah. Yeah, just do it whilst you're, you're ironing. Call your missus. Call your family. Um, there's plenty of time to do it. And fuck all changes. Sorry to swear. Nothing. Nothing changes back home. So, oh no, yeah, don't give up. That's all I'd say. Definitely, just need some tough love. The parents or missus just need to say, uh, just shut up and crack on, like pretty much. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Like the parents and the missus probably don't help and say, We miss you, want you home, and stuff like that. So, lads, go, yeah, but yeah, like I say, it's because they're doing nothing and you're doing everything. Um, so yeah, definitely don't give up on anything because a lot of lads, like I said, there's a lot of lads I've kept in touch with who left in that first couple of weeks um, and they're no longer with the missus and they regret doing it. So yeah, definitely don't give up in that first couple of weeks. It's going to be hard. It's meant to be hard. The reason you're going down is because it's hard. So Yeah, that's the thing. A lot of lads leave and then regret it and then try to come back. Yeah, exactly that. And it's like, like I say, I... I so annoyed that I got injured and that's why like, I want to go back in now to lean to the reserves because it's, it's one of those things you'll always regret leaving. You'll always want to go back. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and then right at the end of ROP, what is the test you do? Is, is it just the gym tests? Yeah, it's just the gym tests and the beat test. That's, that's literally all it is. Um, then you go into mainstream then? Yeah, straight into mainstream. So... We had we had four weeks of rock, then we had one week of mainstream training, and then we, we had summer leave for hours. We had three weeks summer leave, yeah. and then on the mon- on the Monday we were straight back into exercise. So that was a that was a wake up call. Oh, nice. <laughs> but yeah, um, the other things during that week, I don't know if you've any of the lads have asked about the exercise. 
Um, but I can talk about it if you if you like. Yeah, no one has, but yeah, I think lads just care about the fitness tests, but not realizing the soldiering part of it. Yeah, so it was a two-night exercise for us. Um, there's a three-mile jump there and back for your kit, your weapon, and your rifle. Um, oh, like yomp. I said, the wet and dry. Sorry. How was that yomp? Uh, it was pretty. It's pretty. Yeah, it's fine. You know, what I mean, it's yeah. you just got to keep up. Just put your head down. It's going to be a shock to the system to begin, to begin with. But they actually, the yomp over is pretty easy. But the yomp back, that's a pass or fail. Um, so yeah, you got you got to keep up. We was. As soon as you get into training, they get a lot harder. Although, oh yeah, yeah. Because the weight just gets heavier and heavier the more you go into training. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but that, that rough one, you, you'll be fine. There's a shock. Like the bag is empty, but lads just hang out. <laughs> yeah, I, I think he's getting used to the like the slingshot as well. So obviously, when you're marching as a troop, if people speed up at the front, it takes a while for you to get to the back, and then you're 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 pretty much sprinting when you're at the back. Oh yeah. Um, the and when you go around the corner, yeah, fill the gaps and yeah. So that, that, that's a pass or fail. A couple of lads uh, got injured on that back on the way back, so they twisted ankles, etc. But you've got to get through it. And then as soon as you get back, you're on the high ups course, um, which again, which is pass or fail. So that's just getting used. To, can, can you be in the air like comfortably? And then there's a bit on bottom field as well, but I don't know if that's part of the pass or fail. That's just you get beasted for 45 minutes an hour. And finish up in the tank. Um, so yeah, once you, once you, if you're in the tank, you pretty much you've passed it pretty much. It's kind of like a yeah, a little ceremony. <laughs> yeah. Oh, happy days. And then you went into uh, yeah phase one. What was that like? Uh, like I said, big big step up. Um, that first week, I don't know if it's just because we was going into like a summer break, but the the PT team didn't take any. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't let us off. That's what I'd say. They didn't let us off at all. They as soon as you start doing doing camp circuits, things just yeah, things just get a lot harder. Um, everything's like I said, everything's patrol fees wise in the rock. But then as soon as that that restriction's gone, I think the PT, I think the PT staff they have their fun then. Um, as soon as you get into mainstream, but yeah, during during the rock, all the like, people might be like um, panicking about the gym pass out, etc. At the end of phase, is it phase one? End of phase one. Um, but yeah, was it week week seven or something like that? I can't remember. But yeah, so it, lads might be panicking about that. But you practice that straight away from week two in the rock. So you, yeah. you're doing your four corners, you're doing your beam routine, you're doing your team um, where you're running in and out of um, lads. And yeah, so if, like I said, everything's all all built up. Just get yourself down there, and that'll do the rest. That'll do the rest. Um, yeah, so it's pretty much come at the half an hour now, I think, or just over half an hour. Uh, yeah. you know, late, I mean, get back to work. Yeah, anything you want to, any last minute tips or anything you'd give to lads that are joining back up or joining up? Um, what should I, my little sign off, what should I say? Um, I'd say, yeah, just, just don't give up. And also appreciate if there are... A couple of lads left our troop, actually. So they, they left left training just because they didn't like the lads in that troop. Um, they didn't get on with them. And I'd say, I reckon, I reckon eight of them, if I'm my troop, are probably passed out now or about like in, still left in that troop. 
So I won't, I won't stress about how many lads you get on with or don't get on with. Um, the majority of them will leave or get injured or back troop. Oh, yeah. um, but just enjoy it as well, I'd say. A lot of lads get stressed stressed about the whole process and they start thinking about six or seven months' time and how, how far away, for us, it was April, how far away April feels. But just take it one day at a time. Um, they're long days. The first four weeks will feel like the longest four weeks you've ever had in your life. They'll feel like you've been in there three years. And But yeah, just take one, one day at a time. And things do get easier and things get better. The first four weeks, it's not going to be fun because it's, you know, it's the admin. It's all the boring stuff, but they, the, the most important stuff, the foundations. Um, but yeah, it does get better. Phase one is, again, it, it starts to get better. But then from what I've heard from lads, phase two is where you actually start feeling a bit more like a Marine. So yeah, it gets better throughout training. Um, although you could probably comment more on that. Does it get better throughout training? Oh yeah, much better. Like phase two, you start doing um, the more cool stuff, the stuff you signed up for. Yeah, exactly. The things you see on the adverts. Yeah, and then commanding is like yeah, where the real cool stuff happens. Then, but yeah, you got yeah. the got to get through the shit times first before you get to the good times. Uh, so you got to earn the right, right? You got to earn the right to be there. Yeah, phase one is just teaching the basics. Once you get through that, then the fun starts then, yeah, for sure. For sure. Sweet. Cool. Well, thanks for that. Means no, no. a lot. I'm sure that this is going to help a lot of lads in the future. Cool, yeah. If there's any, like I say, if there's any questions that people ask if you, if you post this on wherever, wherever you post it, if you do, um, I'm happy to answer them as well. If there's any other questions that lads, lads have, yeah, if it is, I'll, I'll just yeah, I'll pass them over to you, if you so you can answer them. Yeah, sure. Perfect. But yeah, thanks for that. No worries at all. Uh, yeah, hopefully you get into the reserves now and then smash up. Yeah, I have my triage call actually today. And you? Yeah, I've been yeah TMU'd at the minute just because of obviously what happened in the training. They've yeah. got to look into it. They've got to get my medical files, but fingers crossed. And yeah, anything that happens. Reserve wise, I know you put a video about it the other day. Um, but anything that happens with that, I'll keep you updated and you can pass it on. Yeah, we'll do. Become a rubber dagger, then you can. <laughs> All right, then, uh, thanks for that and uh, see you later. Yeah, take it easy. Cheers, man. See you later. Right. Well, guys, hope you enjoyed that. Um, answered a lot of questions that you had. Um, make sure you hit that like button and also make sure you do subscribe to this channel if you're on YouTube. If not, make sure you follow us on Spotify or Google Podcast. And uh, I'll see you on the next episode. <laughs>